WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Michigan's full Republican delegation to Congress has endorsed Donald Trump in his efforts to secure the GOP nomination for president. The Trump campaign announced last week Representatives Tim Wahlberg, Bill Heisinger, John Molinar, Jack Bergman, Lisa McLean, and John James are all backing the former president. They're also serving on Trump's 2024 Michigan federal leadership team. We asked Heisinger what made him decide to endorse Trump. The other candidates, frankly, have not put in the work in Michigan, have not reached out, have not made those connections. The Trump campaign has put a good ground game together. And frankly, after seeing what all has come out from FBI, from the Steele dossier, from all these other things, there was not a fair shake that was given in 2020 for that election. And I think President Trump needs to have the opportunity to make his case to the Republican primary voters as to whether he should be the nominee again. Heisinger says Trump faced opposition from the media and the government when he ran in 2020. He says Trump deserves the opportunity to run again. Trump's closest rival for the nomination, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, has endorsements from some of Michigan state lawmakers. They include State Senator Eric Nesbitt. Traffic deaths in Michigan are up nearly 30 percent since the start of the COVID pandemic. Bridge, Michigan, recently published a report exploring the causes of the increases. The Talking Michigan Transportation podcast also looked in depth at what can be done to reduce deaths. Pamela Shader Fischel with the Governor's Highway Safety Association says more surveillance may be the answer, although there's understandably some pushback. It is not about revenue generation. It should never be about revenue generation. It should be a program that you bring in to a particular roadway on a you know roadway system where you've tried other things and people just are not doing what we need them to do to protect you know, all other road users. The report says rural Michigan areas, especially the northern part of the Lower Peninsula, are seeing the biggest increase in deaths in the last three years. The St. Joseph Township Police Department's annual National Night Out event will be on August 1st. Set to take place at Maiden Lane Community Park, the event will feature officers from St. Joseph Township, the City of St. Joseph, and Lincoln Township mingling with the public and displaying gear. This will be the 40th annual National Night Out as departments across the country reach out to their communities. Fire trucks, police cars, and other first responder equipment will be there to view, and med flight out of South Bend will be landing on site. Also, hot air balloon rides will be available along with food and drinks. The event will run from 5.30 to 7.30 on August 1st, and everyone's invited. It's been one year since the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline launched, and the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services says it's been a success. Department Director of Behavioral Health Deborah Pinels tells us 988 replaced the old suicide prevention lifeline with the idea of having a 911-like emergency number for mental health. Since 988 launched, the state's average 7,000 calls per month. People with suicidal or self-harming thoughts, some people with mental health concerns, relationship conflicts, all of those have become sort of some of the top issues and then other crisis topics. Pinels says that the state will increase promotion of 988 in the coming year. As we were building out the services, the word has been getting out, but we do know that the word is not out as much as we want it to be. And so what you'll see this year with the infrastructure being more built up is you'll see more coming out in terms of public messaging to make sure more people are aware. Of those who have called 988 in Michigan, more than 46 percent reported higher overwhelming stress at the start of the call, which was reduced to 16 percent by the end of the call after speaking with a specialist. When you call 988, you'll speak to a counselor who can connect you with the resources you need. Pinel says most of the time you'll be speaking to someone in Michigan. 
The effort to build a splash pad in Coloma will ramp up this weekend with a fundraiser. Coloma Mayor Marsha Hammond tells us the city council in March voted to move ahead with a splash pad. We are going to put it at our Randall Park, which is a huge park for the kids with a huge play structure that we've been working on maintaining and adding to for about 20 years now. Hammond says with there being no lake in the city, a splash pad could give kids a place to cool off in the summer. After allocating $50,000 for the pad and some months of study, the city is preparing to raise the rest of the 170000 needed. We have worked with several other organizations and a corporation here in town that have always been very generous to us, and they have all expressed interest but have not gotten back with us, so we're just kind of getting going on it. The Pawpaw Lake Rotary Brew and Wine Fest is holding the bash for the splash on Sunday at the Knights of Columbus in Waterville. They'll offer craft beers and wines at a cost of $40. There will also be food trucks on hand. Hammond says they hope to raise the needed funds and begin installation of a splash pad by this fall with its opening plan for next spring. And Michigan residents are being warned to be prepared for another another season of harmful algae blooms in the Great Lakes. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy is advising people what to do if they encounter the algae. One environmental group is convinced it's being caused by thermal discharge from nuclear plants. Jesse Deer in Water is a community organizer for the watchdog group Citizens Resistance at Fermi 2, the nuclear power plant in Monroe County. He says the plant's discharge is full of toxins, but people rarely hear about it because the data comes from the NRC. The thermal discharge is the heat from the process of the cooling that's left over in the water. It comes out at temperatures uh, well above the average and damages ecosystems and fish. And uh, the heat from it helps harmful algal blooms dominate the waters there locally. The group is demanding more regulation and cleaner energy sources, saying nuclear power is neither clean nor emission-free. State agencies sample lake water for harmful algae blooms, but recommend people use a stick test to see if uh, something if they see something odd. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dowajak, where furniture shopping is fun. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has cut about a dozen staffers from his presidential campaign, according to ABC News. More shakeups are expected soon. Sources say the campaign is cutting costs after spending nearly half of the $20 million it raised in the last quarter. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more from Washington. Sources close to the campaign will tell you that they hired a lot of staff early on, right after that announcement, and that this is getting rid of some of that staff, firing more than a dozen. A lot of them are mid-level staffers. But some of these staffers who left prior to this decision was made, but still around the same time of this decision-making, have been with the governor for a long time, since his re-election before he even announced he was running for president. So certainly this is a significant decision that the campaign is making. A month after former President Donald Trump was charged with mishandling classified documents, the judge presiding over the case is set to take on a more visible role as she weighs competing requests on a trial date and hears arguments this week in a key area of law. A pretrial conference set for tomorrow to discuss procedures for handling classified information will represent the first courtroom arguments in the case before U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon since Trump was indicted five weeks ago. The arguments could give insight into how Cannon intends to preside over the case while she also confronts the unresolved question of how to schedule Trump's trial as he campaigns for president. 
Russia has halted the deal that allows grain to flow from Ukraine to countries in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, where hunger is a growing threat. More if maybe sees Tom Rivers. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says Moscow's suspending the Black Sea Grain Initiative until its demands to get its own food and fertilizer to the world are met. That was part of the original overall package, but senior EU official Joseph Borrell in Brussels maintains... I have to blame Russia for this decision. Completely unjustified. Weaponizing the hunger of the people. Moscow counters the West can blame itself for not abiding by the tenets of the agreement. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. An attack before dawn damaged part of a bridge linking Russia to Moscow annexed Crimea. That is a key supply route for Kremlin forces in the war in Ukraine. The strike today has forced the span's temporary closure for a second time in less than a year. Two people were killed and their daughter was injured. Vehicle traffic on the Kerch Bridge came to a standstill while rail traffic across the 19-kilometer span was halted for about six hours. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordered increased security at the bridge, repeating a call that he made in October of 2022 when the span was severely damaged by an explosion that Moscow also blamed on Kiev. The heat that is baking the West has turned into a tourist attraction at one spot in California. ABC's Alex Stone is more. In Death Valley, crowds are showing up at the visitor's center to take pictures in front of the thermometer reading 133 degrees. Giovanna Ponce is a park ranger. We're getting lots of visitors uh, who are wanting to get their picture with a thermometer. That thermometer typically runs a bit higher than the actual temperature because it's made of metal and it's in the sun. But Death Valley is still hot. Phoenix is about to break its all-time record of 110-plus degree days. And in the shade in Las Vegas, our teams found the sidewalk at 126 degrees. Alex Stone, EBC News. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has suggested that he might block the FBI from relocating its downtown headquarters to a new facility planned for the suburbs of Washington. It was more than idle thinking about an office renovation. The Republican speaker is elevating a once-fringe conservative proposal to upend the FBI. Conservatives are angry at the FBI in the aftermath of the Justice Department's indictment of Donald Trump over classified documents and the prosecution of his allies, including some of the nearly 1,000 people charged in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Some Republicans want to move the FBI to Alabama. McCarthy prefers to spread its operations out to the states. This week, the House Oversight Committee will have a hearing on UFOs, or what's now known as unidentified aerial phenomena. ABC's Ike Giochi has more from Washington. Representative Tim Burchett announcing on Twitter that the House Oversight Committee will hold a hearing on UAPs on Wednesday. The hearing comes after several Republican lawmakers promised to look deeper into the flying objects following unproven whistleblower allegations that the U.S. military has recently recovered a crashed alien spacecraft. Burchett told reporters Monday that he's done with the cover-ups but couldn't elaborate into specifics. Ike Giochi. ABC News, Washington. A Democratic watchdog group has asked the U.S. House Committee to rescind an invitation to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. after the Democratic presidential candidate was filmed falsely suggesting that COVID-19 could have been ethnically targeted to spare Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese people. The Congressional Integrity Project sent a letter to the chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government after the comments prompted accusations of anti-Semitism and racism. Kennedy said his words were twisted and that he never suggested COVID-19 was targeted to spare Jews. He has a history of comparing life-saving vaccines with the genocide of the Holocaust in Nazi Germany, comments for which he has sometimes apologized. And the double strike going on in Hollywood could cost the studios a pretty penny if unions don't get what they want. 
And it could end up costing you as well. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. Hollywood actors and writers want the studios to pay, saying they're making billions off the content created by the artists. But just how much would those new contracts cost the studios? 450 to $600 million a year, according to a new report by Moody's Investor Services. Given that large number, Moody's analyst Neil Begley says a portion of that increase would likely be passed on to consumers. Moody's also predicts that since the two sides are so far apart, a relatively long standstill is possible. And the stakes are larger than they have been in many years. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.